Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is going to be about the abuse that I went through. So, bear with me. It's going to be explicit, it's going to be shocking, and it's going to be very triggering. So I suggest if you do not want to be triggered, do not listen to this podcast. Because there's going to be a lot of different things that happen to me in this podcast. We lived, when we first got together, we lived in an apartment. It was an upstairs apartment. And it was in the 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 home the place he was live he was from his hometown and i told y'all an earlier podcast about you know the abuse just started out lightly it just started out where he would jab things in the corner of my eyes that ain't too light but that's just kind of how it it would happen and one one night he uh anally raped me and no matter whether you're married or not, if you're telling someone, no, don't do this, please don't do this, I, I, I do not want this. I mean, if you're telling them that and you're being very, like, upset, you're yelling, don't do this, and they still do that, it is considered sexual assault and rape. Doesn't matter if you're married or not, because he basically just forced himself on me, and it was not good. And then... When we left from there, we left to go into a trailer. So he he was just, he was starting out his abusive ways then. But when we left to go live in this trailer, it just, the things just started escalating. And from when we lived together, we just moved here and there, here and there, you know, constantly moving. Well, he hit me while I was holding my daughter because I had spent too much time around my mother. He wouldn't let me see none of my family. He wouldn't let none of my family see my kid. And so, at the time, I was holding her when he hit me, and I just fell into the I fell on the floor. He hit me in the face, punched me right in the face. And I can remember just seeing stars, but I had, you know, I had enough sense. I was holding her, and I, I just kind of wrapped her in my arms real well and just kind of like, just let her go out of my arms onto the floor when I fell. I just kind of, I, I don't know how to describe it, but she didn't hit the floor. I did. And I, I protected her from that, that fall. And then after that, he would just, he would like hold me down on the floor, headbutt me as hard as he could. And I saw stars. And then he would torture me. He kept me up all night. When I had to work, like at four or five, I had to be ready to go to work by six. And he would keep me up all night. He kept me up one night with a, a hot poker, fire poker. And told me he was going to kill me and bury me underneath. We had moved to these other apartments and he was going to bury me underneath that apartment complex. Nobody would ever find my body if I went to sleep. He was going to kill me. 
So I stayed up all night. He rocked me. He threw rocks, put cigarettes out of my arms while I was walking to work. He followed me, screaming at me, slinging rocks, hitting me in the head. Putting a He put a cigarette out on my arm at one point. And then when I got to work, I was so delirious, I told the, the nurse, because I worked at a nursing home, and I told her, I said, I can't stay here. You know, I told her the traumatic event that had just happened and told her that he had threatened to kill me that day and that he was gonna he was gonna kill me while I was working. So I left work, snuck out the back door and got in my grandmother's car and left with her. And then there was there was so many times he he busted my lip real bad. Well, we got in he he got on me and he was yelling at my, in my face and I thought this one time I'm gonna fight back. You know, I'm just gonna fight back. I'm not gonna let him beat me up no more. I'm gonna fight back. So I grabbed this quilt and it was heavily made. You know, like I I don't know about y'all from the north, but down here in the south, we have these real thick quilts that older people make. You know, older ladies make them. Well, younger, no matter what, but. Normally, you know, your grandmama will make your old quilt. Well, I picked that quilt up and I hit him in the face with it. And I thought, that's going to get him because he's going to leave me alone. No, that just made him worse. He got mad and he hit me so hard in the mouth that the two, two of my bottom teeth almost went through, went through the top of my lip. And so then I've got several scars on my forehead where... He threw an oak, this oak bulldog that was sitting up on a mantle, fireplace mantle, and he slung that and hit me in the head, the forehead, caused my forehead. I had a huge egg. I'm pretty sure I probably had a small concussion from it. I don't know, but it was just a great big old egg, and it was purple, and, you know, it, it had a cut through the middle of it, and then he had busted my lip real bad at Walmart parking lot one time hit me in the face busted my face up and I had a white t-shirt on and blood was just gushing down my mouth and my whole shirt was just full of blood and so then he drug me down cement steps outside just pulled me down by the hair of my head and I can remember every time I'd hit step my leg would just hit that cement I had cuts and scrapes all over my legs from that. And he beat me real hard. And then he 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 would always beat me in the chest or like he hit me in the breast or somewhere where and he would pinch me. He he pinched my arms. Uh he would he would get me in public places and be mean to me and stab me with a fork and like at Pizza Hut. If I'd go to get another slice of pizza he'd grab his fork up and jab my hand because he'd say, You're fat you can't have another piece of pizza, you know, just, you're fat, ugly, won't nobody ever love you, you know, just very, very mentally abusive, and, you know, he made fun of my body constantly, constantly making fun of my body, Uh, I was never good enough, uh, you know, uh, he, um, he took, one time we was washing our vehicle, and he took a water, you know, where you, you spray in your car, you know, the higher-powered hose or whatever, and he took the skin, just peeled it back off my arm, 
that was a flashback. See, I had forgot actually about that happening until one day I was with my partner now, and me and him was at the car wash, and he he was washing the car, and I, all of a sudden I was just like, boom! It just come flying back to me that he had took my skin off of that that high powered hose. That happened, and so trying to think of other things that's happened there was so much that happened just like like I had said in one of my podcasts he slit my throat with the dull end of the knife from ear to ear I had burn marks on my throat and the raping thing happened a couple of times uh, only one time with the anal but the other time was just just straight on rape uh and just he would hold me down and hit me and bust me in my mouth. His favorite thing to do was backhand me when we was going down the road, and my face would hit the glass. And he kicked me one time with steel toe boots in my back. It caused me a lot of pain. And he would tell me to leave. He'd be like, "You got ten seconds to pack your crap and leave." So I'd start packing my stuff and you know. I'd find a garbage bag, I'd start packing my stuff in a garbage bag, and then he'd start beating me for leaving. So it was kind of like a real bad mind mind screw, you know. I'm going to beat you if you stay, but I'm going to beat you if you leave, you know. And either way, I was getting beat. And I knew that mentally. Either way it goes, I'm going to get beat, you know. And I think I told y'all about him always threatening to burn my family up in their houses and you know, all the time threatening to kill me, all the time. Uh, one night, he beat me. He beat my face up against the dash of the beat of the car, real hard, real hard, and uh, caused me to be bloody. And so, it was a constant beat. It was a constant beat. It was a constant. You're not good enough. You're ugly. You're fat. It was a constant mental put down it was a constant beat it was just so detrimental and I at that time I was just I didn't really know what to do I just I would leave but then I was scared and then I was like you know I still actually loved him because I just knew he wasn't gonna do it again because he would break down and cry oh I'm never gonna do this again and you know I guess I just look back on that time and think, you know, I should have left the first time. You know, I I was just young, gullible, and just, you know, I, I can't I can't really explain it. I was I was just brainwashed. I was just, you know, I I try to sit and explain to people why women stay in abusive relationships, and a lot of people hold heavy judgment against women for doing so and here's the thing guys you never know what someone's going through you don't you can't sit and judge people because you never know until you walk in someone else's shoes you never know what what someone else is going through you know mentally you don't know what that person's going through so you can't sit and judge people you have to get to to know the situation that's why it's so taboo domestic violence you know, against women and men, whatever, what have you. I know it happens daily. 
within seconds of me speaking. This whole podcast, someone's being abused right now. It's a very, very touchy subject, and it's a very controversial subject. And that's why it's not pushed in the mainstream. You don't, re- I mean, you don't hear about it much. And especially because no one wants to hear about the bad. Everyone wants to hear about the wonderful, the great, you know, the positive things in life. I mean, this is something negative. This is something tragic. And this is something very real that's going on in society. And that's why I'm doing this podcast. One reason, you know, I mean, some people have to speak up and, and tell their truth. And I'm doing this for awareness because be aware these situations happen and I was 18 and I was married to this man and you know like the police was called nothing was done he had done pulled my hair out smacked me in the face we was going down the side of the road I didn't call the police on him but the uh, people around us called the police and when the police showed up well we had been walking his hair was all over his head he was red as a beet from walking well, my hair was all messed up, and I, I looked like I'd been through a war, too, you know, because he'd been hitting me, pulling my hair out, and all that stuff. But nothing was done. The police threatened to take me to jail. They were like, well, I'm, we're going to take you both to jail, and I never laid a hand on him. And this happens every day. There's no, there's a law that's set in place that, you know, if they show up to a domestic violence uh, on a domestic violence call, they take them both to jail, women and men. And what's really jacked up is if the woman is innocent or if the man is innocent. You know, I mean, how do you really know? I mean, there's, I do know that there's people that's being trained to go in and train, you know, police deputies. Now, what to look for, you know, when it comes to domestic violence. So, I mean, this it's, it's tragic that women are going through this. Men are going through this nowadays. And children are being abused. Violence is just bad. You know, it's just not a good thing. But, I mean, I hope that I haven't, you know, triggered all of you guys out there. I hope that you realize that I'm just trying to get my truth out there, get my story out of what all I went through. I mean, I didn't really just go into detail for detail of every story and when it happened and what happened because I don't remember the dates. But, I mean, I do remember some of what happened. You know, there's some things that I don't even remember because I was just going through so much trauma. And all I can remember was screaming and crying and begging and saying no and, you know, stuff like that. And I I guess within the trauma of it all, I just sort of kind of blocked some of it out. But this was just some, uh, just to touch base on some of the abuse that I've dealt with from when I was in domestic violence. And some of the reasons why I did get on drugs, and I did numb my brain, and it caused it caused a lot of trauma in my brain. It caused a lot of trauma in my body. So, anyways, I'm going to cut this short. This is like a 15 minute. I had to re-record this thing. I'd already been through it at, at one round, but I just didn't like the podcast. But. And I don't really like my other podcast that much. I just think I talk too Southern. <laughs> and I'm too slow. So it, you'll have to forgive me. If I'm too slow in Southern, I'm, I promise I'm getting better at this. I hope. 
So as time goes on, I'm going to get better and better. But I'm not doing this for money or support or none of that stuff. I'm doing this because, I mean, I want to I want to cause I want I want the cause to be at the forefront. I want to cause awareness. I want to bring awareness. I want to help other people. I want to help other women in situations. So if you're out there and you're listening, I appreciate the support. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. And I'll probably do another segment within this trigger. So just be looking for it. But anyways, um, I'm now on iTunes, guys, and I'm on Spotify. I think I'm on Radio Public, uh, Breaker. There's several other sites that you can go on. You can actually go on Anchor itself and listen to this podcast. It's called I'm a Survivor. So peace out, everyone. Hope you have a great week. Bye, guys.